Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for tuning into the show. I just wanted to let you know that this episode right here, it contains explicit content. So if you got some kids around, if you got the dogs around and you don't want them to hear bad language, you want them to hear some really, really dirty words, I'd put them to bed. Uh, other than that, enjoy the show. Now they might have a little bit left over of what that person was supposed to do that didn't get done. And it's time for her to go and y'all tell her she can't leave. Or y'all gonna terminate her or write her up. Until she finished the motherfucking work that called out. Whoever called out, she got to finish their stuff after she did all her stuff and plus their stuff already. That's not on her. And I'll catch her in the break room crying. I'll be like, hey, why you crying? They lied to you. What you mean? They get away with what you let them. People will get away with what you let them. Remember that, y'all. She didn't know the rules. They couldn't write her up for that. You completed your task covering somebody else's shift you don't have to complete all their tasks that's not yours then there's a process of termination at tj Maxx. they gotta write you up three times before they can even give you that type of termination people don't know this we're gonna fire you we're gonna let you go if you don't if you don't finish this today that's a lie bye i'm going home you could die today and they'll hire somebody tomorrow shout out to andreas told me that once What's going on? Tevin West Talks Radio. That's where you're at. Now, today, you know, we're on the airwaves today. Uh, whenever I'm, whenever I have an idea, I go to my notes section and I just type it into my iPhone. I got that from G Easy, who is also a Bay Area artist. Shout out G Easy. Yeah, so G Easy was on GQ's YouTube channel when they did um his essentials because you know they have like entertainers or sports people. They always come on there and they'll talk about their essential things on the road and. Some people have practical things that they pack in there, like toiletries and maybe a pair of shoes and some clothes or, you know, a certain type of cologne. And there's some people who are just like high maintenance and they be having, bringing everything. They bring their video game and this and that as well. And uh, he had two phones. He was like, if I have a good idea, I'll write it down, basically. And so that's what I, I took that and I was like, man, that's good. Like, so. I got a few things and I <clears throat> I never knew if I was going to get to all of them. Like some of these things that are on this list, I've, I've, no, actually a lot of them I haven't talked about. Um, and there's only been one thing down, down here I've done, which is uh, talk about FIFA. And so today I'll choose two topics out of here to talk about and then we'll, we'll move on uh, to the last segment of our show and wind down. But, I want to talk about, see, we got here, talk about fake mad and talk about the old days in sports. Okay, I can do that. Um, so when we talk about fake mad, what, what do I mean by that? Fake mad is, and don't try to look this up on the internet. I mean, you could, but the what I'm the way I'm going to describe it to you, you know what I'm talking about. So, I was 
in traffic on the strip, on the 96 strip, and I was driving down, and uh, I was about to, I was in a turning lane on the left side, like, turning to go to Kroger, right? And uh, I was literally about to, like, put my foot on the, because the red light was, the red arrow was there for a long time, bro. Over there on the strip, bro, swear to gosh, like, that 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 turning lane that goes into Kroger and uh Mar- uh margaritas and everything is it takes like two minutes or three minutes. So anyway, it finally turns green. The moment it turns green, I'm taking my foot off the pedal push and no I can't get it fast enough. And the car starts to honk 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 like like honk like like whoa like whoa so fake mad. Um the road rage is not becoming of you guys. Then I say you guys because I don't have it. Like, I tried to have it one day. Like, I was, like, 17 years old. Uh, Ride my mom. Um, I got my learners at 17. So I had to wait a whole year, and I got my license at 18. So I'm sitting there driving and there's a car in front of me and they're taking, they're just driving slow and I beep the horn and my mom's just like, yo, like relax. And for some reason that like made sense in my head It's like, are you mad? You're not really mad. And I thought then like subconsciously, I think that I'm not really mad about this. I'm not really, I'm just acting out. Like it's like, what is up with people in road rage? Why do people like, why do why do people that have road rage wear it with such a badge of honor? There's nothing to wear with a badge of honor, bro. You look crazy when you're like beeping before anybody can get their foot off the pedal or you know, speeding past somebody, you know, man, in a in a oncoming traffic or whatever, you're trying to pass them and you can't you're going into non-passing lanes. I mean, you can get injured. You can get hurt doing that. It's just, and then to do all that just to be, just to get ahead of you, just to, so they can be ahead of you, or just so they can get ahead of you so they can turn like a hundred feet in front of them. Like, bro, you you couldn't have waited. You know what I'm saying? But I understand because I'll give you a perfect example of where I asked, I'm capping, right? Because we all had our road rage moments. But, you know, uh, my son lives in Perry, which is probably like, he lives on the the north end of Perry. No, he lives on the south end of Perry. Yeah, he does. Um, But near the fairgrounds. Yeah, near the interstate. But <sighs> during December, there's this area that's near tracks and trailers and the old, the not the old, but the meal, they have like a, like a, I think it's like a, like, you know, a meal where they make uh, lumber and stuff. I don't forgot what it's called, but anyway, there's a house over there that has like hella, and I'm talking about hella, 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 hella Christmas, you know, decorations and stuff. Like, it, it it's a thing like every year like and it's close to downtown Perry too like and so people will go down that street and um 
I think there's like a radio station that's like catered to the decorations, which ninety eight point nine. I I don't know, but it has, and I I assume that's what it was. But yeah, like there'll be cars that are in a line, and they just want to look at the decorations and stuff. But I'm I'm going over to you know take care of my son, put my son to bed and stuff, to do my you know my co parent thing, and the cars were just taking too long, bro. Like they weren't mo- and I, I had to be there at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? I have to be there at seven o'clock on the dot. You know what I'm saying? I need, I have to, I'm timely manner type stuff. Cause he seven months and he'd be dozing off and get a bed, whatever routine, bro. I had to speed around them. Like in, de- in, de- in December, I had to, it was still December. Well, it's not December anymore. It's January 1st. I, I had to speed around them, bro. Like I had to speed around just to get to my son. So it, it might have looked like to them that I was being um, impatient, but I had somewhere to go. I will say this for my people who are on the road doing all that. I'm going to give you grace, I think. But a lot of you out here are just road raging and holding it with a badge of honor. I just be like, yo, like, that's wild. Because it was like, if you don't follow them road signs, bro, like, they can end up getting you hurt <laughs> and road rules, man. You know what I mean? But so, uh, I, I, my thing is, I don't really think that people be, and it goes past like being road rage, fake road rage. I don't think people be as upset as they lead on. I think that they let the moment get them caught up. And I think that they, you know, let people swell them up and, and all that stuff and they let their emotions get tied into it and then you don't think logically and then and then you just start backtracking on everything that you stand on you know what i mean like you could be a pretty mild-mannered person you know what i'm saying with a thinking mind you know what i mean but if you're in a situation that could you know make you feel a different way or if somebody says something a certain way you know what i mean you you you're gonna probably see about it and then you got to dive more into it. And then the quarrel, you know, you become quarrelsome, you become argumentative. And then like what was something that was GQ has become a big thing. It's festered. And that happens a lot with family, don't it? You know what I mean? Like we be getting upset with family, but it's really don't have to go there. So what I'm saying is there's a technique to this, right? Because it's not just we like in life. Things like take time to develop. You know what I'm saying? We just we just live in a society where there's instant gratification. So we want it right now. Even me, like I'm a, I'm actually a pretty patient guy in a few things, not a lot, a few things. But one thing I'm not patient in is technology. Like if the if the Wi-Fi is not working right, if it's not loading fast enough, I don't like that because you know why? You know why? Because I pay for that. Like I pay Cox a certain amount of money, and we talked about this before. I pay Cox a certain amount of money and I expect it to be up to par. And they've told me like, Hey, this is a giga, whatever this goes faster. Okay. I'll pay the, I'll pay the cost because I know that or I'm the understanding when, when it comes to the, you know, business transact, you pay for what you get. So if I'm paying a premium, I expect premium service. So when you give me, you know what I'm saying? That's water service. I'm, I'm going to be pretty upset about that. But what I'm saying is like, there's a technique that you can do. You know what I mean? And the technique is to just, God dang, take a deep breath. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, like I'd be having to 
I'm learning to walk, like just I'm learning to listen more than I speak. Ironically, actually, uh, even though I do a podcast, I'm learning to listen more than I speak, and it's probably because I I I I, I hop in the booth and I and I I, I spit hot fire. You know what I'm talking about? Think about it. Who are the five best rappers of all time? Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Because I spit hot fire. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So probably, you know, I'd be in the booth and I, you know, I'd come and record and I'd do my thing. Very passionate about it. You know me. But that's probably why I'm just kind of like, when I get off the mic, I kind of want to actively listen and hear what people have to say. I'm really into listen, trying to listen to what other people say, but I also have a, a flaw where I'd be so excited in the conversation that I'll cut them off mid-sentence or close to, you know, like quarter or something like that early in the, because I'm asking questions because I want to know what that is right there because I, I wasn't sure if you were going to address it later on down the road. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I like to ask questions when we're talking to people about their life and stuff. I ask a lot of questions. Um, it was all like you know, people don't like it when you ask questions about them. You know what I'm saying? Like you asking all the questions, twenty one questions. Fifty Cent had a song called Twenty One Questions, and uh, the fake mad stuff is just for me. It's a real big thing because that you it builds up over time. You know what I mean? Like it, like I said, you don't, you don't. Things happen in in increments, small increments. We just used to instant gratification, you know what I mean? So whenever you have a certain type of personality and you, it's important for you to work on it, you know what I'm saying, and, and to refine it because there is a such thing as having a decent personality and a not-so-decent personality. That is facts. So the personality that you have, in my opinion, you can be a chameleon if you want to. You can change. That's that's what life is about, is growing and changing and adapting. So if but, but but we have this thing here in the world where it's like, you know, don't don't let anybody tell you that you're that you need to change yourself and all that. And I get that, but that's you can't put that statement on a general situation you can't put that for everything because you do need to change sometimes you do need to change like when i had a kid like there were certain things in my brain that i needed to change there were certain things that needed to start to take priority and i had to put other things to the side you know what i'm saying there are certain things that you 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 need to change about yourself at, at a certain point like you don't need to go through life like being the same. You don't want to be an old fool. I was talking about that, you know, on my earlier, you know, shows, episodes. If you want to be, if you're, a, if you're an older person and you want to be treated as like an elder, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who is, you know, people confide in wisdom, being able to give direction to your family members or loved ones. Like you first have to be wise. You have to spend time being wise. You had you you would have had to spend time gathering wisdom, and I'm gonna tell you something, bro. That that doesn't happen naturally. I am I, that doesn't happen naturally, bro. I think that you have to be working on something. Now, do I think that you have to have a book and write down your things and do this personal development stuff? No, I think that naturally life 
gives you tasks or challenges and opportunities, and that's supposed to make you adapt and turn you into a better person and turn your personality certain ways so you can be more uh, flexible, you know what I mean, socially. And uh, I think that's what people kind of lack, you know what I mean? Flexible social skills, you know what I'm saying? Being flexible on the social tip, being able to go out here and talk to different people and deal with different people instead of just writing them off like, oh, this person, I, I know this type of person, they're a narcissist, they act this way. Like you've already put a label on that person. Like you've already put this person on a box instead of just, you know what I mean? And then that's how you, that's how you get the fake mad. You know what I mean? Because you're already like doing all these things to assume and put things in a place. Like you need to, you need to, I feel like you, you need to take a deep breath before you make assumptions because assumptions is what creates like the fake mad. And then you're, and then you're, you're expecting a certain thing, you don't get it, and then now you're all mad about this whole thing. But you're really not mad, you know what I mean? And then you've you've ruined a part of your day, and then you take that energy to home or to your family members, and you give them that. You know what I mean? Don't say you don't. You go and you give them that that energy, that that really tra- that really trash energy, because somebody gave it to you. Because you, you know what I'm saying? And uh. And when I when I say fake mad too, I mean like if somebody says something to you, you know what I'm saying, a little sideways, and you get a little upset about it, in my mind, you know what I'm saying, that's a part of fake mad. Not because you're not genuinely mad, but because like you know like that's that's a lie. That's a lie straight from the devil, man. Like you you want somebody come and spit you know coming to you and say something, you know what I mean? Like let's just say you're on a weight loss journey. You know what I mean? You've struggled with your weight your whole life. You know what I'm saying? And you're now you're taking it serious. And then somebody come up to you, you know what I'm saying? And you two weeks into it, maybe three days into it, and they're like, man, you you are really big. You, you let yourself go. You know what I mean? Like, when are you going to start working out? But they don't know that you just start putting in the work. Now, it would be fake mad of you to go over there and get your emotions tied up into what this person said because like that's a lie even if it's even 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 well nah it's our if this is like let me let me let me let me let me let me make sure i make sure i'm clarifying myself here the fake mad stuff comes when you when you talk about random people in the street bro people that you don't really interact with you know what i'm saying when it comes to people you interact with on any level a novice intermediate elite that's different because obviously like you guys have history so you you know what i'm saying so that person might make but on the random tip like people be getting way too mad about what a rando thinks about you you know what i mean i think the biggest i think the don't let a person who's like not important in your like sphere of influence like get in your head that's all i really was trying to tell you about that you know what I mean? I have my own way to say it, fake mad, but it really goes deeper than fake mad. It's just like don't don't let a a sucker ducker, a professional sucker ducker, d- d- knock you off your game, man. Like you know what I mean? Keep your game tight. Be like always, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't stop. Uh, keep going. 
Back in Oakland. And then the next, the last topic I have is uh, talk about the old days in sports. I mean, I don't even know what I meant by that, but I will discuss some things because I really do like to talk about the olden days in sports, I suppose. So where, where, where to, where to start, man? Uh, if we, we can start on, we can continue talking about my soccer journey. Um, so right now, currently I, uh, I've been playing soccer. Uh, I started in Oh nine and, um, I can tell you some crazy stories, man. We, uh, my first, my second year playing soccer, and when I was a sophomore, I was playing on JV. We got we we were undefeated until we played Housing County. Always a JV team, always losing out. We'll beat everybody. We'll beat Peach County, Mary Persons, you know, all the Perry, all the JV teams, whatever. I mean, we always lose to Housing County, bro. We would lose. We lost them. We lose them like two zero or one zero. You know what I mean? We never really would get a goal. They we would never score. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So but after the season in my tenth grade year, you know they they select uh, underclassmen that were on JV to train with the varsity players. I don't know if you know that or not. Like you, JV players, like there are JC, JV players. They take and they they say, hey, you're not your season's not over. You're gonna train with us and you're gonna travel with us. And it was only like a handful, like five or six, and I was one of them. I'm talking about two years in the soccer. I was one of them. But the crazy thing about it is, I still sucked. <laughs> but um, shout out Andy Bailey. Um, he he allowed me to develop and now because the red and white game at the end of like we at the end of tryouts, you have a red and white game. You know what I'm saying? Scrimmage, and I was on the white team. I think now. Um, First year was pretty pr- pretty bad for me. Uh, I think I got scored on like I don't know maybe eight times. The second year was even worse. I thought I was ready. I came out there and the first thing I did, and the ball came to me, is like I did what I it's like the I I went to go dive to save it, and I usually pretty good with catching the ball when it comes on the ground and all that. Man, dude, it hit my face and it bounced. It bounced and you know like I just mistimed it. And it's like one of those things where I missed time and I just completely lost my confidence and all that stuff. But yeah, so we we got to train with them and whatever. And then one day, bro, like I swear, like it was, it was, I don't know if it was, I had to be during playoff time, bro. So there was, there was this, uh, this little beef going on. You feel me? Between Tyler Daly and Casey Switch. Now Casey Switch was underclassman like me, but he. He was already like he's at the time. At the time, Casey was one of the one of the fixtures. You know, what I'm saying underclassman fixtures. Like he was playing. He's a midfielder for us. Always playing left back for varsity. You know, what I'm saying when he get in, um, stuff like that. You know, um, so he's getting looks. You know, when you start getting looks as an underclassman, who who looking them 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 super bads. Yeah, them 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 guys. 
So yeah, we you know, hey man, Warner Robins High School soccer team from 2009 2010 has some super bads, bro. Super bads. Maggie Dimes, who I was actually I was a personal trainer for like what seven months. Uh, I got her ass in shape, man. She came from Texas, like you know, out of shape and everything, and I got her and her whole group in shape when I was a personal trainer. So, oh, uh, but yeah, so Maggie Dimes, um, I think the Swains, uh, Alex Clark, uh, Lauren, I forgot her last name. Um, anyway, there was this one girl in particular named Shay. Um, I forgot what her last name was. Shay Koch, I don't know, but anyway, so Shay was. Dating Tyler Daly. Okay. Tyler Daly was pretty much like the goal getter on our team. He scored 29 goals that year. He played for the crazy thing about it is he was a goal getter for us, but he was like a defensive mid left back on the bench for Concord's Fires Developmental Academy team. Crazy work. So I gave him crazy work. This is crazy work. So I guess him and Shay are like on a break, I guess, because they were pretty. You know, they were dating in high school. So Casey was like, she was she was interested in Casey. You know what I mean? So she came, you know, and she used to drive this, uh, Shay used to drive this yellow Nissan Xterra. It was pretty smooth. And uh, every, every time we go to practice, you know what I'm saying, he'd be posted in their car talking to her and stuff. We're like, ooh, you know. Because she's an upperclassman. She's like an 11th grader. He's a 10th grader. And, you know, he's talking to her and whatever. But but everybody knows that's Tyler Daly's girl, right? For what happens. So we go sit down, put on our boots, me and Devontae and Mac, chilling. Tyler Daly comes next to us. Like, we and we talking about um, Shay and Casey. And then Tyler's like, t- tying the shoes. He's like, yeah, y'all boys got something to say about that? And, me and D-Bench was like, nah. <laughs> like, because, we, I mean, shit, we, we were just commenting on the shit, but we ain't really got nothing to say. So, anyway, he lanky and skinny and shit, so he he feeling himself. So, he get up. Casey's standing up um, to the left side, and then the coaches are, like, pushed up a little bit, maybe, like, 20 yards. Backs turned. Andy Bailey and Coach Watts' backs are completely turned. Bruh, tell me why. <laughs> Tyler Daly. Tell me why Tyler Daly grabs his man head, puts his puts his man to the ground, starts hitting him in the head, bro. Bro, he starts like hitting him in the head and like doing all this. They're like, bro, Tyler Daly, you know, put him in the ground and pretty much hitting. And then Casey's friendly. Casey's our friend, you know what I mean? Casey's our friend. But Casey, like, so after that was done, it was like. Dang, that's kind of messed up. Like he he kind of slept Casey, but um that was that was kind of crazy because you know they was over there pretty much. It was over a female went to Camden County to go play Camden County in the second round of the playoffs, and we went down there and spanked that ass two one. Man, they had a, a goalkeeper. I swear, bro. Uh, so G, Garen, another one of my homeboys. You know what I'm saying? Fourteen years, same blood, same mud type stuff. He was an underclassman fixture himself, so he got put. But he a attacker, attacker. You know what I'm saying? He a poacher, Samuel Eto'o type stuff. Like, but it was like in the late 
hours, late minutes of the game, like overtime. You know, at that time, you used to try not anything. You know, you putting everybody, you putting anybody in who want to play during that time, you're going to put them in because they're gamers. You're going to see who a gamer during that time. You're going to see who nuts hang during that time. That overtime, that time near the, near the 90 minute, you're going to see who's nuts hanging, who don't. And trust me, my nuts did not used to hang in that time frame, but they do now. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You used to let his nuts hang when clutch time, so he over there. Tyler Daly, actually, Tyler Daly was behind him, and 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 and, and Andy Bailey put him at forward, guaranteed forward. And Tyler Daly just slipped him in with the outside of the foot. He played him in on the ground, incision. G gets through, break breaking run, ball in front. He queued it up outside of the right foot, and he hit that big. It goes to the top left corner, where the goalkeeper went up there and. Dug that shit out of the top corner, bro. I lost my mind. I gave him crazy work. <laughs> crazy work. Bro, this man went up there and dug it out of the top corner. Everybody was like, yo. Yo. What is he going crazy right now? Bro was solid all game, though. But guess what? It was like. Maybe like we went. Oh, yeah. He saved it. He saved it. And they went to overtime in like two minutes in the overtime, bro. Tyler Daly smashed that shit. Bottom corner with a volley low. Low, you know how hard that is to keep a volley low, bro. Was ball was coming across his face, bro. He just smacked. You know what I'm talking about? Going across the grain, he just smacked that bit. Went low corner, swinging body, you no know, twirling, bro. It was it went like twirling, but it didn't even. I'm oh, sorry, it didn't go corner. It went like right up under his. But that's how powerful that shot was. We won the game. We went on to play Northview in North Atlanta, and Johns Creek got got our tushies handed to us three zero. But all's well that ends well, I guess. You, where can we go to find low cost but decent health care plan? Lost Medicare, chip coverage player. Don't worry about none of that. Westside Healthcare gonna take care of all that for you. Emergency plan for when my badass kids stub his toe. What about me? I'm an old lady. I got three kids, but they ain't worth a damn. They done left me at this house all by myself what if i fall and break a hip will you be able to help me yeah you know what i'm saying here westside healthcare we always gonna make sure keep your game tight we don't ever want to leave you out on the bad foot if you got any questions or concerns just call us at our office here at 445-8286 that's 445-8286 we're out here over on manchester it's Westside Healthcare. Come get you some. Yeah, da, da. Okay, what's up, y'all? Yeah, so I'm on location now. I was at the crib, but now I'm back. I'm, I'm down here on the north. If you if you've been with me, uh, yeah, last episode I was you know talking about the five components of uh, the town. That's Warner Robins, uh, Centerville, Perry, uh, uh, Warner uh, Bonner slash Kathleen, and the north. Or the north side. So I was up in the with my partner, player partner, Garen Wells. Yes, sir. So I mean he gonna he gonna speak, you know what I mean, in a moment, but really like I gotta get another mic and I gotta get another high power mic so we can we can go back and forth on the mic. But right now I'm gonna have to hand in the mic back and forth, but it's gonna be all gravy. Last time G uh when I like when I was at home, we was I was talking not last time, like just a few minutes ago, my guy. I was talking about um the playoff game at Camden County. And I was talking about how you was Tyler Daly was played at the attacking mid and then you was in front of him and he played you in. And when he played you in, you had set it up and then you pl- you hit the with the outside of your foot. 
got, I think it was the left foot and then outside of the foot and then it went up in the bottom corner and the goalkeeper dug that shit out of the top corner. Yeah, so go ahead and just tell us what that game was like. You know what I'm saying? Just give us, give us, because you was playing and I wasn't, but. What's up, y'all? Just say my, say my salutations on location, on the north side. Uh, the game was fast and niggas was tired. My bad. Can I say niggas on this? My bad, y'all. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, put that explicit content warning, cause your boy, your boy like to say what he say. Okay, cool. Uh, hey, white listeners, I say nigga. Oh, well. uh, <laughs> but this is the first time ever that I seen a three back that we actually like some people experimented on it, but nobody ever actually like played it. Played it. Um. And it was the first time I ever experienced really fast Caucasian people. So it was uh, it was very fast paced, a lot more work, a lot tiring than I thought it was going to be. And uh, Tyler was selfish back then. So just to be flat, he was he was selfish back then. So he wasn't, I'm saying 29 goals, you got to be a little selfish though. So and be selfish. He had a good reason to be selfish. But. He didn't like too much that coach uh, made the swap because he was a striker and I'm I'm the underclassman, which I had been playing in the midfield that whole game. I've been playing on the wing and and down and like the eight kind of. We went we wasn't calling their positions. He just was like go in the middle and run around, Coach Bailey style. Shout out Annie Bailey. You you made me a dog. I don't, yeah, that is for sure. Uh, but he made the swap and. I don't even remember what happened. The ball came from a throw-in, or it came from out wide, and Tyler checked to it. But um, we were we were kind of straddling the center back because you know they had the three back. So um, we were playing a high wing, so the the outside back couldn't come and tuck in. So I just was standing on the, I guess the right shoulder on the outside shoulder of the center back, and Tyler was playing like a false nine kind of. He but he was standing on the inside shoulder of the guy. So when he checked down to get the ball, the guy had to come with him but we were at half field because they that it was weird they played a three back but a half field trap so yeah they were really good (laughs) Uh, but when he checked down the guy the guy had to make a decision and he jumped to tyler and then he tried to bail out but i just started to run and i didn't think tyler was gonna play it like all honesty i was like he he's not giving me the ball uh, he's just gonna let dude run with me, and then he gonna get his glory. And Tyler played a little chip, like a little chip pass over, and uh, I thawed the ball down in front of me. But the, I could, I could feel the dude pretty much breathing on me. It's like you know, when the steps get heavy. I don't know if you if you play ball, you know, you can hear it. You you don't really hear it, but it's like a sense, like vibrations or something, some magic superpower. Um, so I just like I gotta shoot now. And I, I wasn't even at the top of the 18. It was probably still at the arch. But I tried to, um, it wasn't, it should have been a left-footed shot, but I tried to use deception. And so I tried to set it up like a out, outside the right foot flick, like off the pinky toe. Um, when I started to swing, it was a flick, but I curved my foot back. And I like uh, like I wanted to slice the ball, big big toe side. And it ended up going toward the opposite 90. But shout out to that keeper. I don't know who you were. 
I know you was top recruit and you ended up at Clemson that year. But, crazy um, work. Listen, but crazy he was going work. left and completely he jumped up and then bent his body backwards. Usually when somebody dives backwards, they they go in one motion. His body went like U shaped, bro. And he fingertipped it, went in the goal, ran, collected it, put it on, put it down for the corner, kicked the corner, and the best homie, Casey, kicked it in. But the siren went off, so that was that. Uh, and then, but then we was hyped, so they was they y'all should not did all that running and that three back the whole game, then thinking we was gonna do something. And then that overtime came, and overtime came, and then the, the South, this we had to we had to put it through. I kind of I ain't gonna lie, full disclosure, I picked that dude on the back post. I picked him. He kind he had no chance to get the ball. <laughs> What is he? What he's referring to is when Tyler Tyler scored the goal in the overtime. So what happened was when he played the ball down in the corner, he shot it right. He shot it, and what Garen did was he picked the guy like he sealed him off from getting a chance to clear the ball or get up anything on it. So he pretty much like did a basketball move. What you call it? obstruction? It's obstruction inside. Yeah. Well, he pretty much like screened him off. So he and then the dude just. Bro, bro didn't expect to be screened off in, in a soccer game. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And then the ball just ended up going up underneath the armpit of the goalkeeper because he just had saw it, just as Garen screened and opened up the lane for the ball to go through. That is, sir, that is called working off the ball. You know what I'm saying? So they don't do that anymore, man. They don't work off the ball. Uh, it's a lot of watch him and do let him do things. But check this out. So I'm watching – you know, last episode I was talking about Jalen Milrow and his uh his his come up come up and this is how Bill O'Brien had told him to pick another position. We're watching the Michigan play the Alabama in the college football playoff at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. That's shout out to my uh shout out to my listeners in in, in California, Huntington Beach and L.A. Rose Bowl is in so uh, SoCal. You know, I got love for the Bay, but SoCal love right now because Rose Bowl is going on. Hey, we got we were going back at halftime here. Halftime, and it's uh, we came back from halftime. It's ten to thirteen, Michigan, and uh, y'all, y'all, y'all want to know something? You know, I told you I'm the radio guy, right? Well, I really be broadcasting shit. You know what I'm saying? So I can really tell you play by play types. Oh, look, here's the deal. So the statistical thing for you right now, going into this game, if you're listening to me real time live, this is as much of a live stream you'll get from me right now. Jalen Milrow has been sacked six times. He's been sacked six times already, and it's just halftime. It's just over. The second half is just starting. He's had he's he's been sacked five times. He's been pressured eight times. He's had fifteen dropbacks. And uh, Alabama has been the team that's had like a really soft offensive line. Apparently, he's been one of the more sacked quarterbacks. But he's very elusive as well. I mean, we were just talking about how he looks like basically Derrick Henry at running at quarterback. He he runs like Derrick. But he don't even really have to run. He's got like 400 yards rushing. That's it. He just be pocket passing, trying to roll out. Yeah, you know, like people say that that you think that 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 pass was a fluke, G. That that pass to yeah, the Iron Bowl pass. That bro, there are people that are absolutely Georgia sports guys are drilling him. They're like fake accident. <laughs> All right, yeah, second and eight here. We got handoff. That's a first down. Yeah. No, so what's it about the SEC teams always getting good running games? Power running is a thing in the South. And here's the thing. G knows because G was a 
G was a cornerback uh, for one of the greatest ninth grade teams at Warner Robins High School you ever seen in your life for football, sir. And he used to play cornerback. So I don't know if you know about cornerbacking. It's it's islands. And um, um, my, my brother over here was holding it down. I mean, like, literally, I was having a call, uh, conversation with Carlos Clarence. Shout out to Carlos. And, and, and he was like, yeah, G used to play the cornerback position. But G was like, no, nah, he's played strong safety. And he's like, no, nah, he used to play cornerback on the island, too. Uh, oh, they... What is incomplete? But yeah, no, what I'm saying is football runs in the blood in the South. You know what I'm saying? Football, like you're the the person that you never would have known played. Like we were talking about soccer, right? Me and me and G love football. Like we like we played soccer. Like you, do you want to talk about that? It's a true thing. Um when you grow up in a town like we grew up, like Warner Robins and how he was talking about like the five sub cities, which I ain't gonna let him not not include the South Side. He forgot to mention the South Side. It's a, it's a North Side and it's a South Side, but that's one of Robins. That's the one of Robins part. It's just divided. So it's North Side High, and then you got one of Robins High. That's a, that's the South Side of town. Then we got Bonner, Kathleen, all the other places he included. But when you grow up a place like this, it's like you kind of you might go to elementary school with somebody, and then once middle school comes, football gets involved, and now that's that's not your friend no more. I mean, even at yeah, even at Rick, but. At, yeah, the Caesars, they had the Perry, yeah, the Perry Stallions. We hated on them country niggas, man. Man, Perry is the outskirts, like the country, man. Y'all was, man, them kids was overage. Y'all was cheating every time. I don't care what nobody say. Man, listen. But from a five-year-old, six-year-old, I'm a demon or I'm an eagle. That's what you're going to hear growing up around here. It's not even necessarily forced upon you either. You just grow up. We got big stadiums here. So, like, as a kid, you just go there, and now you see, whoa, it's 8,000 people here, 10,000 people here, and it's electric. You ain't never seen that. No. You're going to want that. So, like, yeah, I mean, you just never – you never seen – like, I know – you don't know – like, you like unless you're from a big city, you don't really know what even 500 people look like at one time. So, a 1,000 – imagine 8,000. That's crazy work. Hey, crazy work. Um, this is crazy work. <laughs> but – yeah, so we are we're here. I mean, it's a real good setup here too. Like the reason I uh, so, G's got a cool room. Um, uh, and oh, but let's hey, look, so I'm not gonna leave this out here. You know, Devin is here. Devin is G's boyfriend. So, hey, Devin. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want Devin to feel left out, but it's a uh, the room is really really nice. It's it's podcast friendly. It's got the um the silhouette like lip kisses or whatever you know what i'm saying and he's got the judah sock whole year from 2019 fall season you 10 judah and he's got yeah g's a coach so g's g is in the same vein of mo muhammad i spoke of him they're soccer really really passionate about soccer and so the soccer coaches and so g is pretty much um spread his soccer knowledge throughout the the grassroots soccer community here he's Started at Judah, which is uh, the travel soccer team on the north, inner city team for show for show. Like they're gonna, you're gonna see a bunch of like, um, you're gonna see a bunch of inner city kids playing soccer, like how the Brazilians and uh, like and, and people in other countries that come from like hardship and stuff like that. You're gonna see that type of stuff happen in in soccer coming up. You're gonna see like inner city kids get the chance and stuff. Where soccer is like a it's a money thing in America where if you don't have the money to play, then you kind of you're 
your skill kind of suffers, but you're going to start to see because of Judah and what Marlon has done. Right. They put a field in the hood. Yeah. Where, where, where is it at? Is it going to Green Acres Church? Green Acres Baptist Church? Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Green Acres Baptist Church. Uh, yeah. To making Taylor, you know what I'm saying? What, what we call it, Taylor Wood? Taylor Wood. Yeah, there it is. Shout out Taylor Wood. But yeah, man, we over here on the north, and it's it's real cool. So yeah, you go. You got um, Jesus. G was at Judah, and then so G and G cut his teeth at Judah when as a unpaid coach at first, and then he switched over to Legion, which is the it's it's the pretty much what was the corporation club. Here, it's the it's the it's the capsule corp. It's the red ribbon arm. It's it's the empire. It's legion is where you want to be at here. So that's where he went to go coach because that's where the money is. And he was coaching um homeschool uh homeschool high school, and so G's his grassroots footprint is in the in the town. Um, we we would all we would all we would call him a fixture. That's what we would call him here to stay. Um. We got the college football Rose Bowl game going on here at Pasadena. Shout out to my viewers in California, uh, North and and South. What's up? This just in: World's oldest chicken just died today at 21 years old. What was it called? What, what was the name of it? Peanut. No, oh, the family nickname of G is Peanut, and the Peanut is the name of the world's oldest chicken that died. How old was the chicken? 21 that's 21 in chicken years is that a chicken it's probably like probably like 70 so. <laughs> yeah that's true 21 times I I so y'all when I was growing up, it didn't seem like like a year's worth of time was like nothing. You could just go through a year's worth of time. Like you wake up, you go to school, like thinking back uh, when I was seven during that whole year, probably like uh, I played baseball. I went to school. I was playing the violin. Um, so I worked on music. And then I go home and I watch TV or play the game and go to sleep. So like life wasn't hard. Like surviving January to December wasn't hard, but I just saw this thing recently, and it was like making it from January to December is no fucking joke, and I I really gotta thank God about that. And now I, when I thought about that, I'm like, yo, as an adult now, nigga, January it's a lot of it's a lot of fi having to figure it out in between January and December. It come a lot of moments in my life. I'm like, damn, I gotta figure this shit out. What's what? Why can't we just breathe today? Why can't we just go through it? Like, nah. Got figured out. Do you do you agree with this? You agree with this, bro? That's a that's a here's a, here's a, here's my deal. So I had I had a I had a thing in an episode recently where I was talking about that where and I and maybe I did and maybe I did because I have recordings and some I do this so much that I can't tell sometimes that what's I recorded is in the drafts or what is yeah because I'd be putting it in I'd be in well as I say as I as I I like I he, my G just said I like Lil Wayne I said I I what I always say on the show I'd be in the booth. I'd be in the booth. I would lay my verses down. So anyway, so yeah, I don't know if if, it, if it's on the airwaves or not, but um, I was like, man, I, I don't want to be a kid anymore. I don't want to be under the. I don't want to be under the guise of uh, uh, of of 
of of of authority. But you're talking about in terms of like how it moves and the schedule and the time. Yeah, yeah, I miss that. I miss being. But I had when I grew up or when I had a kid that helped me get on a schedule again. So a life event that occurred for me allowed me to kind of tap back into that that but uh what do you call it uh vitality you know what i'm saying because that's what that's what you want when you're thinking about oh man like i wish that i was younger da, 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 da. whenever that phrase comes out you don't want to be young you want the vitality you want to be that but you want your you want what's going on with you right now so january february is recovery from from christmas and holidays uh and then you get march and april now you you got to try to line up spring break uh, you got to deal with down hope my car don't break down when these taxes come which that seems to always happen i'm sorry if you're a modern american if you're just a modern human with a vehicle tax season come it look it's like your car no break break this motherfucker thought he had a chance he thought he was about y'all like how i bleep that you thought he thought he was gonna get to do something nope break now you done spent your tax money thinking you was gonna be up a little bit dang bro why am i still having to like and then you get you get the main you're like Damn, it's only been five months. It's only been five months. As a matter of fact, it's only been four because it's May first. So shit, I gotta get all the way to December. I'm everybody. Um, between Christmas and January first, don't do shit because you're fighting for your life the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I I say that. I was thinking that shit, I swear, I swear, I swear. But you know, so like I do I do I do just kinda like sometimes I wish things would slow down and I in in things where I could just kinda get a grip but some I, you know what? Stormy bro. Uh you it's a it's a blessing. Don't get it twisted. It's um it's a blessing in disguise. It's some uh old person said to me once it's blessed to be to be stressed. Which means like god actually got things it's stuff working for you in your life it's stuff you, hardship mean there's something there's something you're trying to be great thank you g uh i want to let you know that that's a really good point because i always try to hit here on the show optimism first you know what i'm saying and the fact that if you got something there's no i said last episode there's no uh progress without struggle and if anybody knows that that's you so it's like yeah man you you're gonna have to uh you have to get that you have to understand that as a priority so just but so i wanted to say something so uh stormy said that um like being you know the, the on the being blessed and being stressed stuff like and having stuff to do right you know what stormy said for you but you know what she said for like people like me and you she said you know stormy old shawty you know what i'm saying shawty so she was like you like that fast life that's what she said bro do we live a fast life let's let's talk can you please on that all right uh i got a big ass grin on my face right now <laughs> are you saying this because it's it's a mix so i'm like an old man like uh my homegirl my longtime homegirl just told tevin last night at like the new year's eve kickback uh shout out scooby um He's Pappy and I'm Mammy <laughs> because we're like the old people in our group. But I do, I, uh, with, with saying that, once upon a time, 
My brother told me you should get reckless tattoos down the middle of your forearm because you just be doing a lot of reckless shit. I like to live. I won't say fast, but I I'll say I live fast paced because life. That's how life go. Like friends died, and then literally like the clock kept ticking. So I be you know you be upset and all that shit like that. But it got to keep going. It's got to go. So yeah, I'm trying to. I am trying to live fast. I'm trying to do it right now because I got like PTSD. That no, we got to save. We got to save ten thousand dollars in two months so I can go to fucking Peru or something. Just right now, I don't have time to build up and get a retirement and all that good stuff, and then want to go travel. Just, just, just for example, on the live fast part. Uh, that's my definite like what I think about. I like that. Um, now. He's talking about in terms of he's not talking about living a fast life. He's talking about he wants to have his experiences like now. You know what I mean? So that's what he's talking about. But as as far as like us living a fast life, like Shawty, I think Shawty would just aren't we high powered people. Oh, I mean Shawty is in the restaurant business, so she she's she has pretty. I've seen her have fun. I feel like she has fun, but I feel like you know with the restaurant business and the customer service industry, it can be kind of rough. You know what I mean? And it's cool. I, I, but here's the thing, she is, she is a very genuine person, and I truly, truly like enjoy hanging out with her. And I enjoy spending time with her. So shout out to Stormy. Uh, here's the deal. We're switching gears here. The she, oh yeah, she. Well, Stormy, G, my man G says you should move a little faster. So switching gears. Well, we're not really switching gears, but we're staying on the same gear. It's cool tonight. It's a great night. It's january 1st um 2024 it's a new year man this is the first podcast of the year oh man this is a really good one too and i use what's up g you got something yeah no doubt no doubt this is this is a little unorthodox you know what i'm saying because usually you would hear what he would have to say when he's making a little tidbits but hey bro I, i i'm on i'm on location so i gotta make it shake you know what i'm saying so g I do have a question for you, and I need you to answer it. You know what I'm saying? Could you could you take us down? Can you take us down memory lane of your times at TJ Maxx? Because but, but the reason and the reason why is, but, but I'm gonna address it. I'm gonna before I said if people need to hear this stuff because he had real times at TJ Maxx. Like I was coaching at the time, and he was working in retail, and he was like, "Bro, I I." I when I get coaching, when I get this coaching gig, because I remember that I had he was I, he was I was his reference for CGA as his first job. He was like, when I get this job, bro, I'm a, I'm a coach and that's it. I'm gonna do it my way. And now he is he's coach, full time coach. That's what he does. So tell us, but tell us about that time beforehand, though. Let us know about TJ Maxx over there. I'm still feeling no 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 the Watson. This man exploding my life right now. <laughs> Hold up. I wasn't expecting, I was not expecting that 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 memory lane stroll. Right. TJ the Max, as we called it, store thirty two. Uh, I appreciate the hours and the exchanging of experiences with people, certain coworkers, but also fuck you, humbly. Just uh humbly. Um no nah, no, nah, it's just 
you maybe you shouldn't speak bad on corporations and nothing like that. Like y'all did a good job, but the corporation was fine, I guess. Uh, insurance was straight, you know what I'm saying. Um, but y'all be putting people in positions of power that like from like an old system, and you you don't try to clean it out when you get a new cast of people, in a sense. And then a lot of blind eye get turned to bad treatment of humans. And if you don't know the rules, then they'll just keep abusing you and shit like that. That's how my time came to end at TJ Maxx. But in the beginning of TJ Maxx, uh, it started out crazy. I was just a temp. My homeboy worked there. Um, and I told him I needed a job. And he said it was real cool. He had a real cool manager, and she was from Macon. She's like a street chick. This chick named Carmen. Shout out, Carmen. I won't say your last name, but <laughs> shout out, Carmen. <laughs> uh um, she was real cool. So he was like, she said, she, you can get an interview. You got to come up here. And I'm like, when? He's like, today at lunch. Bro, it's like 1030, 1045. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, damn, what do I wear? I'm panicking and this and that. Granted, I've been looking for a job for eight months, nine months at this point. Okay, so I go up there. My homie uh, can't find him. He told me to come to the back. Ain't nobody in the back. I'm just in a storage room, like, all the shit by myself. Um, Then he finally pops up. And then it's cool, real cool. Hey! Like, friendly as hell. Light-skinned chick comes around. She got a little little, little ghetto sass to her. She's cool as hell. So we go in the office. She's like, uh, you like people? I was like, no. But, yeah, I do. I like, I'm good with people, real good with people. Um, I don't like certain humans because people do terrible things uh fast forward i get a job they hire me as a temp okay i don't meet the store manager the store manager ends up being this old white lady named lenita from north carolina she was probably like 70 when i met her so now y'all just pee what i'm saying now we in the south old white lady <laughs> named lenita from north carolina and she's 70 all right um she would come to work and put on white gloves because she didn't she she wanted to make sure she wanted to dust check shit. <laughs> all right you see what i'm working with now now it's so cool um uh, i'm working the truck and there's this cornball ass nigga named emory man you was almost cool bro but then you almost had to split this man wide open man i shouldn't say stuff like that but genuine um and it's only because it was it was on behalf of my like family's well-being in a sense um there was a dolly where like you're supposed to fill boxes with clothes and then if it gets full you put on a dolly if the dolly gets like three high you you get a new dolly so there was a box on the ground beside me and there's not supposed to be a box on the ground because you're supposed to um you won't want to trip over it none of that shit he says, hey, man, move the box. I got, like, three more things to put in it. So I'm like, now nah, I'm just going to leave it for the next shift. Like, that's how they do us. So I'm just totally bullshitting when I say this, though. But this is what I say. So I'm bullshitting, and then I turn away, and I turn back. I'm holding a dolly, bro. So Lanita calls me to the office, and then she's like, an employee told me that you said you refused to do some work. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, uh, 
Emery says you said you was gonna leave leave some boxes for the next shift. You wasn't gonna do it. I was like, that's not what happened. I was like, I said I should leave the box the same way they left the box for me. And then I turned around and picked up a dolly, and I turned back around to get the box. And she said, "You're a liar." Straight in my face. First time this lady ever seen me. The first time we ever spoke. And they ain't even had a phone conversation. Tell you, let me tell you something. I was damn 20, 19 that time. 20? Man, the way I was about to tell the story. <laughs> lady, you just said what to my face like that? She was like, she said, you're a liar. And I said, I'm not a liar. Uh, and then she said, you're just a temp, and you need to remember that. And if you want to be anything more than ever just a temp, you just need to do what people tell you to do. Man. Now I got a choice to make. Do I act accordingly and then just be great and win? Or do I slap the shit out of this old lady? We're going to slap the shit out of him. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go and slap the shit out of one of them. I'm going to be great. And I'm going to win. I just said, uh, you don't have to worry about me no more. That's what I told him. And I went in the back and I told Emory, I said, hey, man, you know nothing about me. I live in a three-bedroom trailer with eight people. And you just jeopardizing you jeopardizing my family's like income, like well-being. Uh, we're gonna have a situation if that ever happened again. Man's had a whole nother job working at the sheriff's office, like he was like a dispatcher or something. I don't even know why you was hating on me, bro, at all. Uh, so yeah. Thank you for sharing. Uh, no, uh, I'm I'm gonna give you the mic back. <laughs> like i wasn't i wasn't done i just i just we have to we have to take a quick break a quick word from our sponsor at uh west side healthy cereals and snacks somewhere between clogged arteries and heart disease premature deaths and late night clubbing and hookah sessions we've forgotten about good old father time perhaps we ask ourselves what are we really thinking all that badass eating smoking and late nights ain't good for you we should get the most out of Mother Nature's ingredients, not hinder them. And remind ourselves, this ain't sweet. We can die if we don't take care of our health with our silly music. Marvelous things in this world we can produce, but you can't see that if you're stuffing your face. Westside Healthy Cereal Snacks. Keeping you alive at least till 75. Westside Healthy Cereal Snacks has no way to scientifically prove that our products keep you living till 75. We just say that because we can't. You got to put the work in. Okay, so yeah, I don't know why he was hating on me. Um, but we got through that, and then I learned how to do all the stuff in the back, like everything, processing, shipping, receiving, paperwork. Um, we didn't have a 
the background coordinator. So it, it's like store manager, and then you have two assistant store managers, and then you have a background coordinator that that if you if your store grows or if a manager leaves, that's the next person that goes into management. We didn't have one. That's the person that trains everybody new at the store. So when I first got there, the the one that was there, she was there for like only two more weeks. So she trained me. And then I trained everybody that came into that store for two years. No pay. No pay for it. No no position raise. No none of that shit. Um, and we went through five backroom coordinators. So I had to train the people to do the job. And then they still weren't even training the people as the people, the new people were coming. The management was still asking me to. Even though you got the person now, the position is filled. You still got me doing it. So then we got this new manager from Florida, this Hispanic lady named Giovanni. Shout out, Gio. <laughs> Excuse me. And I was busting my ass on this winter project, and she comes over. She says, "Gee, the position was open." She says, "Gee, why, why are you not the BRC?" And I'm like, "I don't know. You gotta ask him." She was like, "I'm gonna talk to them." So literally, she went back. She was like the rebel. Like, we're like, Gio listens to rock music. And I mean, like, dark goth. Like, scream. Metal. She loves metal. Metal is her shit. Um, it threw me off the first time I saw her in the real, in the regular world, outside of, like, Metallica. Like, just, and that, just to be basic. Um, <laughs> sorry. But, uh, she went and said something apparently and then like two days later they come in the office asking if they want to interview for the job. And then I got the job. And then we got a new district manager. And then Lanita had to eat shit. She had to eat her words. I did right, I won. I worked hard, I kept my head down, I kept my face strong. I got the position. And then you had to put me in your car and ride to Columbus with me. For a dis for a district workshop, that was strictly for store managers and backroom coordinators, because there was going to be a revamp of the rules, and this is how the store needs to be modeled and all this other stuff. Da 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 da. So now we're being put on an even playing field. Man, that lady hated that shit. <laughs> uh, so I did. So then I got that position and. They eventually had to get Lanita up out of there. Like, Lanita kept trying to do stuff her way, and Daniel wasn't going for it. That was the new DM. He wasn't going for it. And then we got this this lady named Sharita. It's a city girl. This, she was dressed like a black Barbie. No, no, like, no derogatory meaning when I say that. She came in beautiful. Like, uh, her hair was pressed and, like, slightly curled up at the end, but, like, Christmas style. Um, and she had on this long trench, and it was like a fur trench, like a buttercream color, and the, the nicest heels. Oh, she had the nicest heels on, and um, I don't know why I remember shit like this, but at first I, I thought she was somebody from from the district when she came in with them, and then she came back like a month later, and they were like, this is Sharita. She's a new store manager. So then I got to meet her more and more on the low, like talk to her. You know, hood chats a little bit. Found out she was really from like inner Alabama. She was she was really a hooper, but she blew her knee up. So she went to Alabama anyway. She graduated from Alabama. Uh, she used to run the TJ Maxx in Atlanta, 
and then they kind of sent her down to like revamp the store. Um, and then one day they asked me to come in there. Like corporate was supposed to be coming down sometime this week. They wanted me to come dressed. Y'all want me to come dressed to do the truck? You want me to come dressed to break down fifteen pounds? You want me to come back here and play and cut open twelve hundred boxes and sort them shits dressed up? I told her okay, and I came in like some peach slacks, cuffed up, some wingtips, button down, sleeves rolled up. I walked in, she like slid back from her desk. She was like, "You casket sharp," and I was like, "No offense to any of y'all in here, but y'all don't know me like that." And like, sorry, but y'all don't know me like that. And I was like, but I can dress like this every day, but I'm not going to dress like this every day because now I'm about to go back here and this white shirt going to be ruined. The pants going to be ruined as soon as I go back here and do this work. Um, And then they wrote me up. They wrote me up on some bullshit. Well, this was after, like, corporate came down. They just motherfuckers made me do everything. My bad. Excuse my hand. I couldn't bleep that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the way I meant the way I said that they made me climb up the ladder and like clean the air vents on the ceiling and the light ducts and mop the concrete floor in the back and shipping and receiving I mean get a little mop and mop a, I don't fucking know why I'm mopping <laughs> I got nothing back here look I just mopped this truck just came Got that forklift, ran right back over this shit. I understand you want me to sweep. I get that. Why did I just mop? Corporate came down, we got an A minus. This is the first time ever they got anybody something higher than an A. That was on my back. And then they didn't say thank you, but I didn't need I never needed a thank you because I take pride in my work. So don't you don't have to tell me good job. You know what I'm saying? But I won't let you be ungrateful. And then they I saw we got evaluations and I got a raise. And Geo gave me my raise. They tried to use the one that was like my friend kind of um she gave my raise she was like this is the highest raise i ever seen somebody get i got like a 54 cent raise so what she, <laughs> and i'm like bro what are you, talking, like, what are you about, talking about man? she was like on an annual evaluation like not just on the promotion but just like in the retail world she was like the most you usually get is like 20 percent, something like that because if you're if you're already getting paid 15 dollars an hour and you've just been doing the same job you've been doing they ain't add no new tasks to your jobs, new certifications, qualifications. Bro, I'm in my first year. I used to work for Papa John's. My first raise was like six cents. <laughs> yeah, this shit was like six cents my first raise. This shit was crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? Y'all, you could have kept that? My taxes were straight. <laughs> y'all could have kept that six cents. Um, but she was like, this is the highest raise I've ever seen somebody get. And then she, so I, I signed the paperwork, and I get up. And she says, "Oh, before you go, I need you. To, I need you to sign this too." And she, she slides some more paperwork over to me, and I look at it, and as I'm sitting down, I'm like, "This is a write-up, okay?" So she's like, "I have to go over this with you," and I was like, "Geo," she was like, "No," she was like, "Just listen," and she was like, "Just let me read it, cause I don't want to give it to you, but they may. I had to be the one, cause I'm the only manager here. This is just the last day to do it, so I have to be the one to give it to you." I was like, well, thanks, yo. She was like, but I'd rather, I'd rather be the one because I like you. Oh, my bad. So, oh, I know you lying. This man going to come in here on speakerphone. Hey, Emma. I ain't got time to talk right now, though. Oh, 
Emma, you want to talk to the people? Hooray! Oh, hold on. Let me finish my story about Gio. Okay, so Emma, um, hey, Emma, Devin's cousin from New York. Yeah! Is, uh, she just phoned in on the FaceTime. This is Tevin. How you doing? Tevin, this is Emma. This is my best homie. She, I, what this little blonde is right here in your head, though? What you mean, leave it alone? What is that? She's cute. I love you, Emma. Bye. Oh. Yeah, her man's. Julian! What's up, my man's? You doing all right? <laughs> yeah, you just mad on his girl. <laughs> no, luckily he's like, she's a sweetheart. Julian's a, yeah, those are your turtles. But you've been eating the rest of my candy, though, trying to be slick. Devin, Devin, okay, so quick side story. I'm going to come back to Gio. Give me my, my evaluation and my motherfucking write-up, which my bad. And I meant it like that when I said motherfucking like that. Um, Devin, so with, there's two, everybody gets their own stocking, right? What comes in your stocking? Like little knickknacks and gadgets and candy, okay? Man's. My my candies in my bag, his candies in his. Why he talking about? I'm finna go get the snack bag. Brings it in the kitchen, and all the candy in one bag. Bro, as soon as I looked at it, I'm on the Facetime with Jamar, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, this motherfucker wow!" And he's like, "What you talking about?" I'm like, "Bro, he trying to get me." I was like, "You just brought the candy. Why is my candy?" I said, "This is like my candy and your candy together." He said, "It is." I said, "That's not how it work." And then he, I was like, "Jamar, tell him why it don't work." He said, "Cause when you eat all your candy." Ain't nobody tell you to eat your candy that fast. Not, bro. There was there was 12 items in the bag. Four of them were his. Mans was trying to get me, boy. So back to my story. Gio gives me the raise, then says, I want you to sign this. And I'm like, this will write up. I peeped it. They don't know that um I was a business major. And I just stopped going to college. Not because I wasn't smart, but because I had family shit. Uh, so... I, I know the paperwork. And so I'm sitting there and she's like, one, it says uh you're on your phone sometimes. Moment, if I do I do I think she would have talked talked to you? Like right then if you'd have been like, Hey, you're pretty. She'd have been like, Thanks. You you're you're, tra- you're handsome. Yeah, I think she would have said you're handsome back. Uh, Jalen Milner just Melro just on a second and fifteen carry three motherfuckers. Uh, he got that 15 yards plus three with two dudes on his back. Uh, so my story, the write-up says, is on his phone sometimes. I accept. Then it says, talks about the company in a negative light. Because, uh, touchdown, Alabama. Um, says, I'll talk about the company in a negative light, which I accept because, and actually I don't. Y'all tell... Y'all called this lady in who has a daughter who's at school. She's a single mom. Y'all called her in because somebody else called out that morning. So she had to find somebody else to take her daughter to school. She she had to bring her daughter with her to work, okay? Her daughter had to sit outside in the car in the cold, wait for somebody else to take her to school. She does all that person's job duty, okay? Does her job duty. Now, they might have a little bit left over of what that person was supposed to do that didn't get done. And it's time for her to go and y'all tell her she can't leave. Or y'all going to terminate her or write her up until she finished the motherfucking work that called out. 
Whoever called out, she got to finish their stuff after she did all her stuff and plus they stuff already. That's not on her. And I'll catch her in the break room crying. And I'll be like, hey, why are you crying? They lied to you. What you mean? They get away with what you let them. People will get away with what you let them. Remember that, y'all. She didn't know the rules. They couldn't write her up for that. You completed your task. Covering somebody else's shift, you don't have to complete all their tasks. That's not yours. Then there's a process of termination at TJ Maxx. They got to write you up three times before they can even give you that type of termination. People don't know this. We're going to fire you. We're going to let you go if you don't. If you don't finish this today, that's a lie. Bye, I'm going home. You could die today and they'll hire somebody tomorrow. Shout out to Andreas, told me that once. Uh, so it says, talk about a company in negative light. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do that. And then it says, failure to train employees properly. Scratch. Geo started to read the next one. This, this first scratch, because when I first came here four years ago, I got taught how to train everybody, and y'all gave this position to five people before me that I trained to do this position. They all chose to leave on themselves on their own terms. Stayed, got another job somewhere else. One became an EMT. One got married, moved to New York. Uh, one said they be stressing me too much. Fuck them. Um, one had a kid and just didn't want to come back. And then... I don't remember the first chick, but then there was me. Everybody that y'all got working, all the other coordinators, your your infield coordinator, your jewelry coordinator, your customer encounter coordinator up front, I trained all of them. And I'm the only person in the store that can work in every department. At a register with a key for every department. I climb on ceilings. I change things on the fucking wall beyond the light. Like, nah, bro. Y'all not going to say I fail to train people because that's what I do do is train people. Then they said failure to, when she started to read the fourth one, I said, Jill, you can go ahead and set up whatever meeting you got to set up. I'm not signing none of this. I had to go, you can, you can stop. She was like, she did a little gasp and said, oh. oh. And then said, well, I, I have to, I just had to do her little Hispanic stutter was so cute. I have to do my part and read it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, then it said failure to fulfill um, job task and damages and paperwork. Okay, so I was doing two jobs at one time. So I was doing the backroom coordinator job, shipping and receiving, logistics, all the logistics for everything that came in TJ Maxx. Okay. Then they, they fired the customer service encounter person. So they asked me to go to lunch, come back, be customer service. So when do I got time to do damages? And I ain't these other Y'all not finna do me like that. Tell me I can't leave. Bitch, I been in here a 10 or 11 hours doing my job and somebody else's job. Looking out for y'all. Not for me, for y'all. And you're going to tell, man, I do them damages tomorrow. And when they get done, they get done. But they get done. But what about when I went on vacation for two weeks? Because I said my PTO and I came back. And there was two weeks worth of damages. Who the hell was out here doing? So then I was like, hey, you can go ahead and set up the meeting. She's like, Sharita's not here. So Sharita come back. 
And it's so crazy because I had just said I want to coach. Like, I had been thinking it, but I had just said it out loud, like, spoke it out loud. And then the call came. This write-up happened. This was on a Tuesday, a Monday or a Tuesday. Sharita was going to be back in the store on a Friday. I got the call for the interview for CGA on a Wednesday. Maybe a Thursday. Um, that call was so cool because she was like, hey, Mo asked me, hey, bro, he called me. He was like, this private school offered me a job. I don't really have time. You want to do it? I was like, sure. He was like, they told me they have to ask somebody else first, but they're going to interview you anyway out of courtesy of me. I'm like, all right, bet. Tell the lady hit me up. So then the lady hits me and like, bro, these people are so formal so forward she really hit me up just to tell me we trying to get a job to somebody else but we're gonna interview you out out of respect for somebody else you ain't got shit to do with you that's what they told me I, you ain't we hey bro we doing you we just need you to be here at this time and be a puppet real quick and blah 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 boom but we consider you so thank you for that um then she called me back and says well funny thing is um, the other person we wanted to interview was a guy named Tevin West. He said he has he didn't have time, but he had somebody to recommend. She was like, this is the wild part, and see how God works. Tevin recommended you. We didn't know Tevin and Mo knew each other, and they both knew you. So shout out to y'all for that, bro. Big big blessings. Big praise. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's right up. Sharita comes back. She walks up to me, and she's like, Hey, you, you want to talk? So we need to take the trash out. And only we can go out there where the trash is. So she's like, well, let's be transparent while we out here. Now, flip the script. This we fucked up. Sorry. Uh, I was a business major, and I did have a 4.0 GPA. So don't come to me and say, let's be transparent. Because now... You didn't, you didn't, what you didn't know was, let's be transparent. Let's go to talk, use some terminology. You wasn't, okay. So, um, Garen, there's some things you just can't hide from, like the camera can see you, da-da-da, on your phone. Yeah, Sharita, it can. I would not, I would have been okay with that. And I said, but hey, you know what a, you know what a overlamp view is? What an overlamp theory is? She was like, yeah. And I was like, so what's the what's the overlamp on our thing? I was like, productivity, right? And then the overlamp shines down on all the little things that make up the main goal. The main goal is productivity. That's the heat lamp. And then the little things make up all the other stuff. And I was like, you know it's crazy? Y'all were complaining about this, this, and this. Not being grateful for all the other stuff and the productivity being way up. Bro, when I first got it, the, the, the deficit was minus 3.57. So at a, at a store that size, that's $3.57 million. Bro, in two years, that shit was at 2.7. 2. So that's a whole, that's a whole plus seven on my, on my name. And I was like, now this is the unfortunate part. Y'all didn't know that I just got blessed with this opportunity. So I'm going to step down. No, 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 this wasn't nothing to make you, provoke you to do nothing like that. This We just had to do something. Oh, hey, 
I did, and I told her straight in her face, I didn't need you to say thank you, but you could you should have considered the something you was doing. Like I didn't for me making your your story re- get back seven million dollars. Like I didn't need you to say thank you for that. You just had to. You should have put. I was on my phone, and I talked. I talked negative about the company. You should not have put this these lies on this paperwork. And no, I didn't sign it because I'm not putting my name on something that say that's my work ethic. And that's not. That's not it. So TJ Maxx was good, but it was also like early early mornings. We want you to come here. Be here at five five fifteen a.m. I found out that at my position I wasn't supposed to be touching anything, and I was the fastest sorter. I was just supposed to be like restoring bins, like as they filled up, I was just supposed to replace them. So they always would have an empty bin to put it in, and so for like, um, if there was eight pallets, it was supposed to be four workers, okay, not counting me. Um, if there was ten pallets is supposed to be five workers 12 pallets six workers uh 13 or over is eight i'm doing 13 to 15 12 to 15 pallets three of us me two other people me three other people four of us that's it some i mean i've done 15 pallets by myself at least three four times and now this is all stuff so now y'all come to me and say something slick and i'm like okay what and then the next day they come back and i just be sitting there well, gee, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. I want this truck done by 1030. That's cool. Call some people in. I ain't doing nothing. I was doing y'all a favor, and I was doing the work and getting y'all numbers up and getting this stuff out of here. But now I'm a chill. Um, so I told him I can't do nothing with less than 15 hours a week. They said, cool. We we actually just going to keep you at 25, 20 to 25. Um, Full time at TJ Maxx is 30 hours. Uh, so they said it was going to keep me at 20, 25. And I told them I still do my coordinator duties. When they ain't got somebody, I do them. New inventory comes. Every year they supply breakfast. We get there at 4.30 in the morning. After we just closed the store at 1 a.m., we had to come back because coordinator, you got to do the closing on the holidays. You got to come back. Do inventory. This is like January 3rd, January 4th every year. So there's nothing in the break room. I'm like, hey, Carmen, what's up with this or that? She like, it's all right. They're going to bring some. So I'm like, cool. I'm awake. 4.30 turned in 5.30. Another manager came in. Hey, where the orange juice? This is all I want, bro, is orange juice. Usually they got muffins, bear claws, danishes, hotcakes, all kind of stuff back there, bro. This is a billion-dollar corporation, okay? They send, I know this because I be in the office doing my paperwork and listening, they send a budget for food and stuff like that for employees. What they do with the money that don't get spent, is that's the mystery that I didn't want to look into. Um, but that's a real thing. So now I'm like, where the orange juice? And the orange juice, Michigan just missed a field goal. Terrible. So then another hour goes by, 6.30. Ain't no orange juice still. She said, Jimma coming. Jimma's another manager. So now at this point, they didn't, they didn't separate us into sections, okay? 
So I, I'm the back recording. Now. I got the whole 6080, which is the whole back side of TJ Maxx. If you've ever been in TJ Maxx, the whole back from the left to the right. All the furniture, pillows, rugs, towels, knickknacks, things that go in your office, food, spatula, every spatula, spoon, knife, whisk, tubbleware, all that stuff. Got to count it all. Bro. Bro. I counted all that shit. From I counted all the pets, all the towels, all the rugs, all the pillows, all the furniture. Um, by myself, by the time two people counted the food and the and the and the utensils. Okay, then I got sent to jewelry. There was five sections in jewelry. I had did three of them. By the time Jimmy came, Jimmy came with a box, two boxes of donuts, and some coffee. I said, Carmen, what are orange juice? She said she just brought coffee. I said, I don't drink coffee. I just want some fucking orange juice, bro. I was so, I just needed this orange juice. Orange juice is natural Red Bull for the mind. And it is. So I didn't, I didn't give a damn about that damn coffee. I walked into the break room. Shout out Mr. Chris, this old, tall, sweet fella. He was just the sweetest man in the world. He seemed like he did pot, like made pottery, and he had like a Mr. Rogers kind of attitude. And I walked in the break room, and he was kind of sitting in the corner by himself, and he had his legs crossed. And then he turned his head real slow toward me, and he was like, hmm. I said, what's going on, Mr. Chris? He said, I don't know, G. You tell me. Where's the food? <laughs> I said, I'm trying to figure it out, too. It's 7.30. Ain't no damn food. Well, no, it's 6, 6.45. So then Carmen tells me Gentana's bringing the food. Gentana is my, is, she used to be my homegirl. I trained her to be the BRC after me. Really, she was trying to slide a snake on me the whole time, and I found out she was just trying to, like, she'd come and she'd be talking shit about people and, like, just having a casual conversation with me. And then she was trying to buddy-buddy with Sharita on the back end and want to say I was talking about people and this and that, this and that. This is how they knew I was talking about a company in a bad light. But, baby girl, I've been seeing you. You wasn't, you was a harmless snake. I just let you live. It was the, you know, because I'm compassionate. You feel me? <laughs> um, so, uh, Gentana comes. She don't got nothing. Gentana walked in with her jacket. That's it. Bro, it is now uh, 7.30, 9.00, 8.30. I'm standing in jury. Carmen tells Michaela, take this list, get on the intercom, tell these people to go to break. I said before she even picked up the phone, if it ain't no orange juice, I don't want to go on break. Bro, it's 40 sections, 50 sections in the store. We're just going to say small reference. There's only nine of them left. Bro, out of these 50, I done did 25, 28 of these hoes by myself. I don't want, ain't no orange juice this whole time. I don't want no, if it's no orange juice, I don't want to go on break. I want to keep working. Them slow motherfuckers can go on break. I'm, I am I want to finish the store, take my ass home. I left here at 1, 1 a.m. this morning and came back at 4.30 this morning. Like, I'm trying to go. First name, Garen. I ain't going. <laughs> Carmen said, what? I walked up to the desk. She said, I don't have, man, listen. Carmen looked over her shoulder at me and said, <laughs> oh, and looked back at the, the, 
the computer thing and said, I don't have time for your shit today, Gary. Oh. I said, what shit? She said, you don't see all these tickets that got to be made? I said, you don't see Walmart in the same parking lot that we're in? Could have been got some orange juice. She said, if it's that big of a deal, you can just go home. <laughs> For y'all that don't know me. <laughs> Who? My homegirl said, G. Zoe said, Garen. I said, Zoe. Who? Who's you talking to? Bet. I took my apron off, gave her my slant, put the scanner on the table right in front of her. Bet. Went, got my jacket, walked to Walmart. Got the orange juice, bro. When I was coming back, now I'm giving a 15 minute break. I tried to play him. When I came back, I had the orange juice. Gemma had to make another coffee run. She didn't know none of this happened. Sharita, low down ass, was standing in jury over there where I just left from. So from the front of TJ Maxx to jury, it's not that far like where we were. We were literally like in the middle where the clothes are, and she's standing in jury. This is like 25 yards. She heard all this shit. She just didn't say nothing. Now you hear your manager talking to me crazy. I ain't got time for your shit today. Da-da. If it's that big of a deal, you can go home. Lady, I understand, like, but just because you in a you got a title don't mean you should, you know, be entitled and abuse your position. Jimma let me in. But I walked to the break room. I sat down and started drinking my orange juice. Jimma came back there and she said, um, Garrett? I said, yeah. She said, what, what happened? I said, I just wanted some orange juice. She said, well, I see that, but I don't know. They just told me to, to tell you you got to leave and to come let you back out. I said, okay. And then people was coming in. I was like, hey, here y'all orange juice. And I left the orange juice on the table. That's all they got that morning for breakfast. I mean, for, you know, beverage other than the Christopher Cream coffee. Uh, made my point. And then she tried to blackball me because Carmen made the schedule. My my next, the, they had to print the schedule three weeks out. So I came back to work. And she said four hours, eight hours, eight hours. That's for the next three weeks. Man, I missed that first day of the four hours. They ain't think nothing of They ain't call me. Next week came. I missed that first day. The second day when on Thursday when I didn't come in. They was like, hey, you know you're supposed to work? You're supposed to work on Monday and you're supposed to work today. And I said, yeah, I told him I can't do nothing less with I can't do you can't I can't do nothing with less than fifteen hours. Like if you gonna give me fifteen dollars an hour for fifteen hours, I'm gonna go ahead and collect this little check every week. But other than that, I'm not coming in here for four four hours for you to tax it forty five dollars. No, no, no. Uh, so then I just never went back to TJ Maxx. That's good. That's good. Well, you know, G is letting you know like. <clears throat> when you go and accept you know jobs retail jobs or any jobs that you know these corporations you know they'll they'll hire you but nowadays like you can't really get a job like that and and they do well and you do it like a part-time you see uh, g was g couldn't even do that part-time because for him to even do that for him to even get out of his bed he would lose money he would lose money so it's like and he was living in a area he was he told you he was living in a trailer with eight people so he had to bring something to the table to help around the house because when you live in a house with eight people and you grown you do have to help pay bills 
So after you get done paying bills, you need some shit to live on yourself. How are you going to do that with 15 hours a week? And so that's why he chose to go his own way and do soccer. And now he's a fixture in the community. Really one of the top soccer coaches at Legion, no doubt. Justice League, Justice League, Justice League. It's the boss. It gets no better than this. May not be Swimming and winning, champagne sipping, gold in the wet, two ends and all. This living is so magnificent. Stop dreaming it. With a sensational style Far from being shallow Cause she caught me with a smile Try to figure out my style Maybe that'll take a minute But if all we got is time You can't be acting timid So we back to playing tennis Meaning going back and forth She the one that I adore So I try to enter raw Conscious in the veins Concentrating on my cream I'm the king Make a move Pawns all the way to Queens I'm a Don I'm a boss I'm a prophet I'm a G I'm a CEO Which means that I profit off of me All white tees Still rocking my neck ass Fresh out of flight school Cause I'm fly right here Ain't nothing free I'm charging the breathe If it's not on Maybach Really who the hell cares My money long My nigga my money strong If you ain't getting money That mean you done something wrong
What's going on, y'all? It's Talks Radio, Tevin West. That's where you're at. Hey, man, I'm just really BSing, man. I'm just bullshitting right now with my player partner, Garen Wells, and his mate, Devon, Devin, Devino, or Be Legit and Savage, as I call him. Yo, gee, we got to talk about this shit, man. We got to talk about this SAT shit, brother. What, do you think SATs are still relevant nowadays? Uh, what you mean by relevant? Like, yeah, you know, I just saw it on the post. How was it ever relevant? You saying why was it ever relevant? How was it? How was it ever relevant? It got kids into college. Yeah, but, but what's College isn't making me anywhere. Yeah, right now, I, I mean, I'm just asking, like... It still wasn't relevant then. Why? Because if you you go to college... You're going to have to speak on that. You go to college to specialize in something. Like, once you get there, you, you pick a career path to follow. What you testing over on the SAT might not necessarily... Most of the time... That shit ain't got nothing to do with what you about to pursue. So I don't really don't understand how it was. Maybe it shows like how good you can absorb a massive amount of information over a period of time and then like rebuttal it. But I guess it's a preview of whether you can pass exams. You can absorb multiple amounts of information in different topics and be successful with it. The only reason I brought it up is because I remember one time I went to take SATs with you. I was with you. It was it was in Cocker. It was Matt. I think Marty T. Marty and Marsha. Who we call Fish. Shout out Fish. And we all took I remember Marsha. I remember specifically Marsha pulled up in the Burgundy Mercury. Do you remember this? He had a yes. Burgundy Mercury. Pulled up in that bitch. Now, when I did the SAT, when I got it back, I did all my math. You know what I scored on it? I scored an 1100. What's an 1100? I caught uh, 15. You caught 15? What's an 1100? Is that good or bad? That is like right above average. Right above average? You know, I thought that was bad. So, you know what I did with it? I, yeah, with, I, I 22 You know what I did with that? What? I ripped that shit up and I threw it in the trash can because I thought that wasn't going to be good for nothing. Yeah, I feel like you get 500 for that right now. Yeah, so I just didn't really see what certain purposes served me, but I guess Garen's saying, like, it shows other colleges that you can retain a large amount of information in a short amount of time and put it on a standardized test. I guess that's their version of putting it to music, I guess. But I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Like, I'm not feeling that shit. I'm not feeling that shit because, because today there's a lot of applications, real-world applications that the SAT doesn't apply to. There's a lot of people out here that are choosing the trade game over the... You know, Fabian is a welder. You know that? Mm-hmm. Fabian is a welder. Fabian doesn't come from yeah. our generation. He comes from the Gen Z. Talking to another Gen Z girl, she works in the restaurant industry, a.k.a. she was a server. She was like, yeah, I'm not planning on going to college. I said, why are you not planning on going to college, baby girl? She said, because I don't want to accrue debt like my older brother did. She watched her older brother accrue debt. She was like, hell no. Nah. So we got a bunch of kids who are stopping and thinking first. Whereas in our generation, they was like, what they say? Go to college. Go to That's college. what you did. And there was no in-between. There was no trade. This is what's I up? Didn't go to school, but I make the same amount of money as Oh shit, you want to speak on that? You're welcome to. Not really. 
Yeah, well, I'm kind of going to make you. I'm not going to make you. I just would like yeah. you to speak on it. Here you go. I would love for you to speak on that. Just speak on what you do and how it. I'm a manager at a nursing home. I have zero college education. So I have a three-day training course that gave me my license. I make the same amount of money as 50-year-old people that went to school for four or five years to do what they do. You don't have to go to school. This old stigma between that was older generation, you gotta go to school. Why? No, I spend $60,000 to go to college to come out making $40,000 a year is what, around what I make now, starting out first year. Would you go, would you go back to school now if they pay for you to go back to school? No. No. Why? You don't have to. It wouldn't increase your salary or it anything? It wouldn't increase my salary and you go to school, what are you going to do? You're going to work five days, 40 hours a week and still barely scrape by the median house. Selling price point is $250,000 right now, which puts your mortgage <coughs> around $1,700 a month. Not one single person right now that I'm aware of can do that. I know I couldn't afford to do that by myself. I couldn't afford to live by myself yeah. with the money that I make now. <coughs> Ten years ago, I could have bought a house with the money that I make now. Facts. And been able to grocery shop and feed a family... You can't do that now. No. You can't, so why am I going to go to school and spend $60,000 to come up making the same amount of money that I'm making now to barely be able to scrape by? Why do I want to go to work for 40 hours a week when I could barely scrape by when there's a million other things that I could do working 12 hours a week, 12 to part-time, three days a week, and be able... I was a server in a restaurant at Cheddar's I made up literally four times what I make now. Oh, so working three days. Oh, oh so the young lady that's in the restaurant business, she's a server. It's good for her to stay in there. You think, for right now? I would. Yeah. I decided to kind of try to impress people and go corporate. Oh. Quote unquote, go into healthcare. That's what I wanted to do. Healthcare management. That's what I do. Yeah. I don't make money. Yeah. I don't make money. Nurses, there's a nursing shortage. Do you know why? It's uh. because nobody will pay. Everybody wants to go to agency that pays four times what they make. So why am I going to sit here and work five days, 40 hours a week for $25 an hour when I can sign a 13-week contract that will make $60,000 in 13 weeks and not have to work the rest of the year? You can sign a 13-week contract as a nurse? You can. Damn. Damn. I did payroll. When I worked at another nursing home, yes, I agency. Yes. Our in-house CNAs, we were paying $12 an hour. Damn. We had to pay agency to come in because we couldn't hire CNAs. Oh, you wonder why? It's because we're paying $12 an hour for our CNAs. But on the contract that I paid out was $140,000 every two weeks because we were paying CNAs agency $44 an hour. Oh, So sickly. why would you? Why would you? Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. But the people in the big chairs are living just fine. Corporate, they're fine. Their lowest salary is one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. When you say corporate, what do you can you like expand on that? Like, just like 
give us a definition. Administrators, CEOs, uh-huh. home office. But you said you're also in corporate, but you're not. Where are you in the corporate ladder? I'm in management. You're in management. You're in middle management? I'm in... So, the kind of... The tree at our job in my facility, our head, that's over everybody. Yeah. That's the administrator. Yeah. She answers to corporate. Okay. So, she reports to them. I report to the administrator. Okay. So, if we're looking at management-wise, I'm the lowest. You're the lowest on the totem pole when it comes to management. Now, you said that corporate that gives you issues but they sleep at night you're speaking of um administrator ceos and you just said you answer to the administrator that's your boss my administrator at least i know what she does she's up work until nine o'clock at night we just got off a phone call me and me and i'm not gonna say her name but me and her are working till nine o'clock at night bringing work home our jobs never end corporate five o'clock they're logging off you just want to know that there's somebody in your corner at the higher level like, doing what you do. They don't care. But I guarantee you, if you bring them to do our job, how me and my administrator do it, and live on our salaries, they couldn't. How, how did they get there, though? How did they get to their spot? Huh? How did they get to their spot? Did they work Did they work up to it? 30 years in a company. You okay. dedicate 30 years of your life. Yeah, you better live good. So what were they doing when they were in your spot? Making the same money that I'm making now 30 years ago. Oh, shit. They were balling. Exactly. Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> the cost of living went up, but the, the paycheck didn't go up. You know, on average, we get a 3% raise for cost of living raises a year. Do you know how much it's gone up? Actually, I can, well, G spoke about how it was bad on TJ Maxx, so I can only imagine in the... <coughs> That's corporate. I'm it up. That's corporate retail. So this corporate healthcare. I wouldn't assume that corporate healthcare is any better. That's what I'm saying. Like they were fucking counting COVID deaths as uh, they were counting regular deaths as COVID deaths to get more money. That's a chick. I disagree with that one. I worked through COVID. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. I can't speak on everything. Out of a hundred and twenty bed facility, eighty of my patients died from COVID. Damn, son. Say that again. hundred and twenty beds, eighty died from COVID. Holy shit. It's a real thing, huh? It's a real thing. People downplay it like it's not a it is a real thing. It's still a real thing. People are still dying. I just lost a patient two weeks ago from COVID. What's the difference between COVID and flu? Just people's bodies were. I'm not a nurse, by the way. It's okay. But this is just from what I'm I intrigued. People's bodies respond differently. You know, I'm a master me, editor, bro. Me so. and you could have the flu. Yeah. You could be walking around just fine. I could be sitting over here like I'm dying because our bodies are different, different. our immune systems are different. Yeah. I know I have a weak immune system, so anything I get quite literally takes me out for a few days. Okay. I had the flu, what, two weeks ago? I was out of work for nine days. Damn, son. I'm like two days, three days max. Three days, or three weeks ago, sometime. It's crazy, though. Yeah. But cost of living versus <coughs> pay increases, not a real thing. 3% won't get you nowhere at all. The increase is 3% for you guys. Mm-hmm. 3% in, just give That's us. That's 3 cents to the dollar. Same shit. Three Same cent. shit.
Yes, yeah, it's, it's not for play out here, folks. Uh, you know, thank you, Devin, for sharing. These motherfuckers that sell Jesus at the gym, so you're lazy. Yeah, bitch, I'm not going to work as hard as you do because, bitch, we make the same amount of money and I can't live. So, Gen Z, so Devin, Devin is, Devin, you are Gen Z, correct? I was born in 2000, I'm 22 years old. Devin, uh, Devin is 22 years old. He was born in, he's definitely Gen Z. So, he's, that just, you just got a description of what I was trying to describe to you about why Gen Z feels a different way. All these things I've been talking about when it comes to the way that generations think about school and education and stuff, they've seen the, the non-success of it and they've seen how real prices, like Gen Zers know math just based on how fucked up the economy is. I lived in an apartment, three-bedroom apartment. I yeah. lived in 2020 paying $1,100. Moved out 2022, end of lease, I was paying $2,100. Yeah. $1,000 fucking dollars. Yeah, man. The same apartment I moved out of before I moved mm -hmm. here that I was paying eleven hundred for. Yeah. If I wanted it now, it would be two thousand dollars a month. That's crazy work. Two thousand dollars a month for an apartment that you had at a lower price. I mean, I've been there. I'm paying a thousand dollars for an apartment right now that was eight fifty when I first got there. This is eleven hundred. I thought it was motherfucking. It's going up. I was about to say y'all had the motherfucking no. Gee, the rent that went up on this motherfucker. Yeah, a year, hundred dollars. That's disgusting. I hate those tactics. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we're going to go to a quick commercial break here. Uh, <coughs> uh, um, quick word from our sponsors of Westside Healthy Cereals and Snacks. Yeah, that was good. I'm done. <laughs> 